Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to yeah. that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. I'm not quite sure how to introduce my next two guests. Together they have produced some of Australia's best-loved children's books, including Where is the Green Sheep and Goodnight Sleep Tight. Where is the Green Sheep has sold over a million copies here in Australia and half a million in America. The dynamic duo have just released another book, Bonnie and Ben Rhyme Again, and they are joining me now in the studio. Mem, Judy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Where is the Green Sheep is now over 14 years old. Does it feel like you've known and worked together for that long? Oh, no, it feels more like 28 years, really. (laughs) (laughs) How did you double it? How did you come up with that maths? (laughs) Uh, Because that's the only thing I could do. (laughs) (laughs) We did know each other before that, but, you know, we we work together very sporadically, don't we? There's long periods of time where we don't have anything to do with each other whatsoever. Yeah. Not my choice. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Julia. She's so do you, cute. Do, do you ring Mem and she um, screens your phone calls or something? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. We used to fax, you know, in the oh olden days, goodness. you know, with the fax. And Judy's a cartoonist, so, you know, I would be just doubled up at the end of the fax machine. <laughs> Fantastic. Are we missing something without the old I think it was. There was an era there that was really, really good. And that was lovely where you could watch the image come out little bit by little bit going, what's this going to be? It was lovely. And is that how you collaborated on that book in particular? I mean, that was... Actually, um, we did. We did a lot of faxes uh, for The Green Sheep. Yeah. Yes. And when Judy got bored, she did adult versions of it. Which and we can't they, mention on no, Kindling Radio, but no, we'll go on auction out. later. <laughs> if you'd like to approach Sotheby's for <laughs> auction rights to the adult version of Green Sheep. Yeah. So we were, once you got the format, we um, threw back different rhyming pairs and different opposites and synonyms and things. And, and you know, men would suggest some and I'd draw them up or pretend I hadn't seen them if I didn't like them and I would suggest some. So it was a lot of faxing. It was yes, fun. it was. And is that quite unusual today? Most unusual. Not even today. I mean, Ever. it's always unusual. It's always unusual. That you get to um, collaborate It's, it's really difficult um, to, to talk to an illustrator, even if as a writer, you would like to have just a conversation about family. You know, the publisher's really love to keep you completely separate you know the artist uh, illustrator can communicate with me through the publisher and I can reply through the publisher but you can't gossip you know you can't have that kind of conversation and sometimes I just long to bond with the person who's doing the pictures I would never tell them what to do because I can't draw myself so that would be you know, real. See, a lot of writers would, and that's why it's set yes, up like that. A lot of writers probably. would be going, no, change that page and move that on there. And, yes. Um, and the poor illustrator. I'm th- I think it's largely to protect the illustrator. Is that right? And uh. do you think, though, that that was part of the magic of the work you do together, that it is collaborative? No, I think it's because we're both geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> Fair call. <laughs> you know, it went through many, many iterations before it ended up as as it did. 
I mean, some of them were truly horrifying, and you'd think, <laughs> I hope nobody ever sees those drafts. Unfortunately, in a moment of madness, I made a major speech in the US, which I then put online. So all of these horrid drafts of the green sheep are out there for everybody to see. I now, only... people are Googling as we speak, you realise, <laughs> don't you? Are the adult versions included in that? Uh I don't think so, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Mem Fox and Judy Horacek. Um, we're talking about, well, we're going to get to their new book very shortly, but we're talking about the collaborative work they have done together, starting um, with The Green Sheep, which has been so popular for everyone. I mean, it, it is an iconic book now. Mem, do you remember how you felt the first time you saw it coupled with the illustrations in full? No, I I don't remember that because there are so many steps along the way that that sort of apocalyptic final moment is drifted into because you've seen, especially when you're collaborating, you know, if you, if you see it for the first time and you haven't seen the bits and pieces in between, then it is it is shocking and fantastic and so on. I'm not saying it wasn't fantastic, but it wasn't a surprise because I had seen so much of what was going on. However, whenever a new book comes into the house... Whenever, you know, my husband always gets the post. And if it's a new book, he doesn't open it. He knows. He sort of looks at it. He thinks, oh, this might be whatever new book it is. And we almost open it in a ceremonial style. And it's always in the kitchen. And it's always a moment of sort of breathlessness and awe and gratitude and thanks and excitement. Never take it for granted. I never, ever take it for granted. How special. I mean, Judy, I see that it feels to me that there's maybe some characters have skipped over from The Green Sheep into your latest release, Bonnie and Ben Rhyme Again. Was that intentional or am I just reading too much into no, the characters? No, that was intentional. It was um, Bonnie and Ben Rhyme Again has nursery rhymes. as It's a companion volume to Good, Good Night Sleep Tight, which has nursery rhymes. And we did the nursery rhyme, Little Bo Peep. And so, of course, I had to have sheep in there and you know why wouldn't one be green you know it's, it's and why wouldn't book. it be hiding <laughs> and why wouldn't it be hiding but then the hiding part of it got lost because the um, publisher said let's put them on the front cover so uh, there are three sheep on the front cover the pink oh, sheep yes, which course. some children have said why isn't there a pink sheep in where is the green sheep when it's not part of the rainbow oh. of colors so that's that's, that's why children learn <laughs> <laughs> the colors pink stink Wink, link. You we know, could have done it. We could have done it. There are lots and lots had of we reasons. Had to get geniuses, man. You know, <laughs> there are lots of reasons why certain words weren't in there. You know, so there are lots of reasons. So, but we now have a pink sheep in Bonnie and Ben Rhyme yes, again, which is lovely. So, talk to me, Mem, about how these two books are companion books because you had a very specific reason with Good Night Sleep Tight for having all those nursery rhymes, didn't yes. you? Yes, um, I did. Because when children know nursery rhymes, they can learn to read more easily. Uh, Judy and I have just been at a massive signing session out at Norellan uh, this morning, and a teacher of, you know, not very much younger than I am, and that's, um, you know, quite very old. Very uh, She said, thank goodness for these books, because children don't know the nursery rhymes. And I, I said to her, because I used to be a uni lecturer in this field, and I said to her, well, how can they learn to read? And she said, well, they can't. They can't. She said they can't. They don't get rhythm. They don't get rhyme. Uh, they can't see what's coming, which, you know, nursery rhymes sort of 
predict what's coming. It's very obvious that there's going to be a certain beat and then a certain rhyme. And all of that prepares the brain for learning to read. And we can't just say, oh, nursery rhymes are just nursery rhymes. They're a huge step on the way to literacy. Huge. And they're fun, you know. They're fun. And they're lively and they're... They're bouncy, they're good to say, and they're easy to remember. And, and it's great having that shared thing, isn't it? Exactly. That, you know, children who don't know each other, if they know nursery rhymes, they've yes. got something that exactly. they can do. Or... Exactly. And when you're driving along with, you know, bored kids in the car, of course, everybody's got a tablet now, so I'm talking through my hat. But, you know, parents who know nursery rhymes, you can do nursery rhymes endlessly, you know, on the trip between school and home in the afternoon, you know, just shout them out. I mean, it, you know, it's they're just... a little bit like the Bible in a sense, aren't they? In that they're, they're formative stories that will go through children's lives. There'll be references to nursery rhymes when they're older, and if in they com- don't know in them... comedy, you know, yes, exactly. You know, if, if you don't know the nursery rhymes, you you, you really miss out. Miss out. You, you miss out on a lot. Um, now, humour, Judy, is a big part of your work. Yes. Uh, has it always been important to you to include that in your work for kids? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it sort of happens automatically. I don't sit there and go, oh, how can I make this funny? It just, what I do just tends to be at that quirky, humorous sort of side, not taking itself too seriously. And coming from the background in drawing cartoons, it's it's just been that that next step. And I do, I do like putting jokes in there. And there's a lot of jokes in the books that we've done together that adults just never see. But I know children. <laughs> I know children will find them. Children will find them almost straight away. Now, you both um, work in uh, doing work for adults with your comics, Judy, and you've done some nonfiction books, ma'am. What is it that you love about working in the space of children's books? The children. <laughs> <laughs> Imagining... You, I never, when I'm writing nonfiction for adults, I'm not often thinking hard about the audience on the other side. I'm thinking about myself being the audience for an adult book. But when I'm writing for children, I'm thinking about the kids sitting on the mat in the classroom, very close together with the teacher, or uh, sitting on a parent's lap or a grandparent's lap, or which is, was my, I know it sounds crazy, but... You know, with my daughter, it was a kneeling situation. It looked as if I was worshipping her every night because I would (laughs) lean on the bed with my elbows and kneel at the bedside and lean on my elbows and do a lot of chatting, you know, about everything, not just, you know, not just nursery rhymes and so on, but just chatting about life. And I do think about, uh, endlessly about that relationship between whichever grown-up it is, whichever, you know, because sometimes it's an uncle, you know, it's it's not necessarily a, a very near carer. It's somebody precious to the child. That, that Or a babysitter like Skinny Doug. Like Skinny Doug. Like Skinny Doug. And good night, sleep tight. And Bonnie and Ben rhyme, rhyme again. He is there again. And what about, um, I, I'm imagining that you would read your books to um, audiences. And I had an experience this week where I went in and read a book to my daughter's class and that was such a great experience because there was interaction with the kids and they had um, it was a book called If I Were Prime Minister and so having those conversations with them was so funny and enlightening and just heartwarming. Do you get that sort of do you read often to your own books to an audience and how do you find that? I, I, I absolutely adore it. Uh, you know it's quite um, <laughs> I come home and I say to my husband I know how Hitler must have felt 
you know, <laughs> speaking to millions of people. Only you had a nicer intention. And, uh, exactly. It's the feeling of having that audience completely, Trump must feel the same. He must feel exactly the same. It's, it's a terrifying. You're going to turn. No, it's absolutely. It's a, it's a terrifying sort of power that you have them in the palm of your hand. They are almost going blue without breathing. They absolutely love every word that you're saying. So you, you know, I recognise that there is that power there, and you, you have to use it carefully. Unlike Donald Trump, unlike Hitler, you know, it is so amazing the interaction. It's 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 heady. It's heady. And uh, speaking of heady, I don't know if you feel about like, uh, I don't know if you feel heady about this, Judy, but what's it like seeing your, um, and this has been happening for many years now, but your character in 3D jumping off the page because there must be soft little green sheeps in many a child's bed right now. Yes, and that doesn't actually look very much like my sheep to me. Doesn't it? So it's not, that's sort of neither here nor there. I like seeing them in the books and I like the response that kids get and I love the way they look at the pictures in such detail and find all these things um, in the pictures so that, you know, I know I can put all these little little tiny details in there and they won't be missed as they might be for adults. Uh, but the plush toy, well, it's quite fun to play where is a green sheep and hide it around the house. But it's, <laughs> it's you know, it's just a polyester plush toy, really, for me. It's not as good as a book. Not as good as a book. Absolutely not. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for having us. That was author Mem Fox and illustrator Judy Horacek. And their latest book, Bonnie and Ben Rhyme Again, is out now. We'll put links to it on our website. Just head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.